0: To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amounts is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, delicious. Go to PBandjoey.com for more information. Plus $35 or more gets you free shipping. That's PBandjoey.com for more information. PBandjoey.com. Hey, everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and Zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the wait list and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to Positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between three and one hundred and fifty dollars after funding your account. That's all you gotta do. You get a free stock, I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. This H. Popsicle. I still don't have my billing reports, but you've got time to sit here and Google your ass off. Well, I know one thing. You've got your review coming up next week, and I can't wait to start checking me off some big fucking boxes. Attitude. Core performance. Core management skills. Core works well with others. Ha, that's a fucking joke. What is this bullshit? Who's this prick? Some loser gets his head blown off. Of the Shut the fuck up! JayHairPositiveSarcasm.com streaming live from the Spare Parts studios for Sunday Leftovers. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Are you looking forward to going back to work and blowing your fucking brains out? Well, happy Sunday afternoon to you. I know you're looking forward to putting the kids to bed, having that cold, hard, icy drink, and the baron of hell that awaits you at the corporate office tomorrow is uh, ready and waiting with devil horns ready to shove all that politically correct bullshit right up your ass and you're going to suck on it because you're afraid to lose your job. Well, that's why I'm here. Fuck it. Shut the fuck up is what I say to all those people. If they ign- if they annoy you, then ignore them. That's what I that's what I say. I'm a little off this morning because I went to bed at 11.30. I had to deal with the most emotional issues. (laughs) That's actually not the problem. Here's the problem. Oh, by the way, uh, you can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm, facebook.com slash positive sarcasm, and facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. You can find me on YouTube, YouTube, Positive Sarcasm, and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. For the Clippies, best part of waking up is P.S. in your cup. Shut the fuck up. Shout out to Pete's Coffee and the Dancing Lion for putting a little chocolate spice in my coffee this morning. All right, as I was saying, I got five things here for Sunday Leftovers. We'll see how many we get to before we hit the half hour. Threshold! Uh, That clip was brought to you by the movie Wanted with James McAvoy. That's an epic scene. If any of you have ever seen that movie, uh, starring Angelina Jolie, James McAvoy, and Morgan Freeman, and a couple other notable uh, actors in it nowadays, too. There's, an ep- there's a great scene in that movie where – this movie was very underrated. Guy, he has, an anxi- he has anxiety problems apparently, and he's at an office where his supervisor, his immediate supervisor, treats him like shit. And every day he's just going into those pills, dealing with the same problems. His girlfriend is cheating on him with, the, with one of the cor- guys who works at his office. And then his life sort of changes and things like that, and then he stops caring. And then at that moment, you got to check that scene out. That scene is amazing. We all have wanted to do it at some point in our lives working at a corporate office. All of us have. And this scene basically embodies everyone in a corporate office who's always wanted to say this to their, to their boss or to a co-worker or a director or something. Epic scene. Oscar-worthy scene. So... Go and check that out. Go look up on YouTube uh, Wanted uh, Wanted. Shut the Fuck Up Scene or Shut Up Scene. But anyways, I am streaming live from the Spare Parts Studios on a brisk but beautiful Sunday Sunday morning. And you can find me on all social media. But okay, so here's the problem. Kombucha to my left, hot on my right. I set my alarm last night like I always do. Get up for 6 a.m., go to the gym, workout. blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. The minor issue was I woke up. Okay, my alarm went off. Didn't really think anything of it. I'm like, man, I went to bed late. Why did I do that? That's so stupid of me. And I went to bed, and then I woke up, and I was like, well, my alarm's going off. Discipline, as Jacques willink, just get up. Just get up. Get out of bed and go do the work. So I got up, and like I always do. It was dark out, like it always is. Went and made my coffee started downing my second cup, and I just started to realize as I was finishing the, uh, the podcast episode of H3H3 with guest uh, Papa John, uh, I was like, it's still dark out. Why is that? I figured the sun would start to rise at this point. And I'm like, uh-oh. What I didn't realize was, I failed to realize was, I, my alarm went off, as it always does on the weekends, bright and early. But I have two alarms. I got a 6 a.m. And I got another one that's a 4 a.m. One is on my phone and another one is on my old school clock radio. The reason I bought the clock radio is so that I could disconnect more from... My cell phone as a healthy habit, turn your phone off at night, go to bed, go to yourself an old school clock radio. I talked about this when we were in the original spare parts studios about how I wanted to migrate to an old school clock radio with no smart capabilities. All it did was make a noise when you wake up, you turn it off and you go about your day, you turn your phone back on. That way there's no interruptions and Samsung's not listening to me sleep. But instead, I turned that one on, and I realized when I went to look at my my phone to see what time it was, it was 5:08 in the morning, and I was already two cups deep, which means I probably got about mm, four and a half hours of sleep. So here I am, bright and shiny, on a Sunday, a late Sunday morning. But I got up and I did my 500 calories, and I am back at it with another one. I got, but you know, obviously, I'm a little off kilter, so I'm gonna crash hard and a little bit. So I'm going to milk this podcast for all it's worth. We're already six and a half minutes in and I haven't made any fucking sense so far, but I got my kombucha, uh, my lovely Kavita kombucha. This is stuff. There's one that saved my life one day, I swear to Christ. It wasn't, this is the ginger, which is okay, but they had one, a flavor called cherry tart, which is incredible. You got to check that one out. Um. So yeah, there's that. So Obviously, I wasn't with it when I went to bed last night. And when I woke up this morning, it just didn't occur to me that the wrong alarm was going off. But you can't go back to bed at that point. You can't. You're up. You're up. You stay up. You stay up. You stay up. Because if you, the minute you turn that thing off and you go back to bed, you're going to breeze through your other alarm. The next thing you know, it's going to be 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. And now you've just wasted a ton of time. So you might as well just tough it out for the extra couple hours and deal with it. You know, so there's there's that. Uh I haven't caught many movies late. I did catch one movie review, maybe we'll get to that later. Uh, I also had some computer issues, which I always do. When you have nine computers well, used to have nine computers. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Um When you have nine computers, things to tend things tend to go wrong. So uh some spare parts. I was migrating all of my data or data. I don't know. side of the world you're on i was migrating all my data a couple terabytes worth over to my server uh and i was expanding the server so it could fit all of my all of my data from all the computers since i've been switching everything around and upgrading the studio with better better and faster computers well okay so there was that and i had an extra terabyte hard drive sitting in a computer that uh i did what i only used to like surf the web or burn cds yeah i still burn cds for clients um so I was going to swap them out, and well, I was having a tough time getting the backing of the computer, the cover on the back of the computer, back on. And this is the Dell XPS All-in-One. It's a 22-inch All-in-One. It's a very pretty computer. And for, you know, for as old as it was, it's actually pretty quick. You throw a, you know, you a solid-state drive in there, and then you, put, you install Ubuntu, and she's a speed demon all over again. Well, she's on a writing desk, and I originally wanted like an old school, like George Washington Declaration of Independence type writing desk. I ended up sed- settling for some twenty dollar piece of shit desk. It's nice, but if it's on a tiny bit of an angle, it's not the sturdiest. Uh, it's not the sturdiest foundation. So on top of it was sitting this computer, and I was doing some work, and then th- and then as I was fiddling around with it, I went to move away. And the worst thing that could happen was the thing came toppling over it. The whole desk leaned over and then fell, and the whole fucking thing just fell to the ground, and a huge just crack went right through the middle of the computer. Because it's an all-in-one, so it's all glass on the front. And now the computer still works, mind you, but the problem is is now the display is gone. And at this point, there's really there's no reason to fix it. I haven't done anything with it. But I do it sucks. That was a good computer. The problem with all in ones is for some reason they have a tendency to get to get viruses and malware. I don't know what it is. That's the one computer that, despite running Windows 7, all of them are running Windows 7, this one caught a caught a bug, caught an STD. And uh that was it. I was gonna just I was deciding I was gonna wipe it clean, put Ubuntu on it, which is a very lean running software, and just leave it at that. But Sadly, I, I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing, and uh, that computer, for the most part, is now decommissioned. So I replaced it with another older computer just to fill up the spot, which I actually get, ended up getting to work again. But these, these things do happen. So I broke one, sadly. I feel bad. So now we're down to eight computers. I mean, we were uh, eight? Yeah, let's see. How many can I miss oh, count? I got one, two, three in the back room, one in the living, one, two three in the studio, so one, two, three, so it's six, seven, and there's gotta be one more. I don't remember. Anyways, so yeah, that that sucked. That happened, and I, I, I kind of, I feel bad about it, but hey, what are you gonna do? But, uh, sadly, the one, the one I just got is 100% operational. It's running great. I'm gonna upgrade the RAM, and we're gonna go from there. So I just want to let you know about some of the updates that were going on within the spare parts studios as far as, like, um, some of the, you know, you know, broken shit and whatever. But that's that's just one to let you know. This is Sunday leftover. Screw it. I, I had a thing, I have a beef with um. Avocado toast. Now avocado toast, first of all, is 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 bullshit in my opinion. Avocado toast. I don't. Avocado toast is like a, a sandwich that's not done. Now I wonder. I was like, "Why is this thing so special?" It doesn't taste any better than anything else. It's like it's avocado. It's 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 toasted bread, and it maybe has egg on it. Nutritional nutrition wise, it's oh, it's fine, but it's basically a. It's nothing more than a food trend, and a sandwich that's missing a piece of bread. But I wanted to go into like I just wanted to go back and be like, "Who designed this thing?" Is this this food only exists? Because of Instagram, in my opinion, uh, in my opinion, based on fact, this thing is only popular because you can see you can't see a you can't necessarily see a sandwich on Instagram, but you can see avocado toast because it doesn't have the extra piece of bread. So that's the annoying thing is the fact that you when you eat it, you're number one if you're if you're buying avocado toast from a restaurant, you're overpaying for it. Number two, when you're eating it, you're getting cheat, cheated out of a piece of bread. And number three, also when you're eating it. It's not really that good. The best thing you can do is with avocado toast is fold it in half and eat it, like because you know what? It should be a sandwich because it's it a piece of bread. What's the deal with the avocado toast? So, avocado toast, according to Wikipedia, we're going to go into the origin story of avocado toast. It is a native, okay, avocados origins. Avocados are a native fruit. The Americas, okay. We are. I don't care about that. In the San Francisco, I knew it. I knew it had something to do with San Francisco. People have been eating avocado toast since 1885. Really? Okay. You say that, I don't believe you. The California Avocado Association, which is the reason for the water crisis uh, in California, describes serving small squares of avocado toast as hors d'oeuvres. All right. Even though an avocado basically has no flavor. Uh, according to the Washington Post. Oh, you mean the place that's owned by Jeff Bezos. Lies. It was believed that Chef Bill Granger, the guy who uh, invented Skynet, may have been the first person to put avocado toast on a modern cafe menu in 1993, although the dish is documented in his native Australia as early as 1929. In 99, Nigel Slater, Nigel published a recipe for an avocado bruschetta, in the guardian oh another bullshit publication the journalist and editor lauren oiler credited cafe gatan or gatan gatan with bringing the dish i'm just talking shit about everybody today Mm, oh credited cafe gatan with bringing the dish to the united states in its instagrammable form as it grew as a food trend Chloe Osborne, the consulting chef at Cafe Gatane in Manhattan, who first put avocado toast on the menu, tried it herself for the first time in Queensland, Australia, in the mid-1970s. In 1962, the New York Times article showcased a special way to serve avocado as a, as the filling of a toasted sandwich. That is how it should be. Now, the first time I've actually had avocado in on bread was an actual burger. It was a burger in San Francisco. It was one of the best cooked burgers I ever had. It was straight Angus beef, it wasn't even Kobe. The Kobe burger I had in San Francisco wasn't good. The, uh, the Angus burger I did was good. And it was on in avocado just happened to be on the burger. That was it. But the fact that you don't put an actual piece of toast on top of it don't get me wrong avocado, egg, maybe a little hot sauce, and then another piece of bread on top of that. Maybe if since it's San Francisco, why would it go on wheat bread? Why wouldn't you put it on well? it's San Francisco, why don't you put it on sourdough? You know what I'm saying? Why don't you put it on sourdough? I think that would be the best thing. That would be a true, like, I know you, it's like San Francisco has like the San Fran burger, which is like Thousand Island dressing, and it's on like a sourdough. Why don't you do the same thing with avocado toast? The San Fran, uh, yeah, the San Fran avo toast or something like that. I don't know. But I think it's missing a piece, of, uh-oh, hold on. Modern day, something. I just saw the words Gwyneth, And Paltrow. And I got to read this. Gwyneth Paltrow has been credited to be the source of popularization of avocado toast. She wrote in her cookbook, or excuse me, her goop book. Uh, Let's see. Truthfully, this is one recipe both Julia and I eat most often. And it's not even a recipe, she writes. It's the holy trinity of vegan mayonnaise, avocado, and salt that makes this like a favorite pair of jeans. (sighs) You know, I really do love Gwyneth Paltrow, and just bless her for everything she's accomplished. But she's fucking weird, just absolutely weird. So, uh, Bon Appetit magazine—it's just—it's just Instagram. It's—it's it's so stupid. If a, if the first thing a girl says, "I can cook," "I can make avocado toast," that's a—that's a girl who doesn't uh, number one does not know how to cook, not at all. Okay, avocado toast is basically you take a toast thing, you put it, you throw the toaster in there, and then you just cut up avocado. That's it. And first of all, you got to know how to open up an avocado to begin with. You slice it all the way around. Then once you pull it open, if it's ripe, and then you pull it open, then you take a sharp blade and you hit the seed, and then you pull, you twist on the seed, and you pull it out. And then you take a spoon and you go around the flesh, which is the green shit. And separate it from the shell. Okay? You have to have somebody, and I know a lot of people who aren't competent enough to even accomplish that. So if they can't accomplish that, how the hell are they going to accomplish making avocado toast? And first of all, just buying avocado from the grocery store already shaved out. First of all, expensive, and it's cheating. I know, I'm making shit up. But still, avocado toast is crap. Avocado toast is incomplete. It needs to be a sandwich. Now, if you want to make a steak and avocado cheese, you know, Subway sandwich, anything that has two sides to the bread, every story should have. Every story has two sides, and every sandwich has two slices of bread. Avocado toast? No. If you're gonna have toast, a little bit of butter, a little bit of jam, you're not gonna put avocado on it. That just at that point, it's like I think of it as when I have a slice of pizza, it's always the fold. You always go with the fold. You don't just. Because if you just have a slice of pizza and you hold it up like this and you try to eat it, a good slice. a good slice always a good slice always holds up at the crust and the cheese sticks to the crust and then the bo- the lip of the cheat, the lip of the, the pizza flops down a little bit as that's your first bite. However, if you don't fold, all the oil is gonna run down, all the oil's gonna run down the sides and you're gonna get messy. However, if you fold it, all the oil is going to get concentrated to the middle of the slice of pizza, roll down to the tip, just the tip, and you're going to get olive oil, cheese, sauce, but all in that one bite, and it's not going to roll down the sides down your forearms. That's why you do the NYC fold. That's why you fold your pizza at the top so you, all the oil gets, uh, all the oil gets centered down the middle, rolls down to the tip of the pizza. That's how you do it. Same thing should be done with avocado toast. You Put a little olive oil on there, maybe a little butter and some egg, and then you put the avocado on there. Fold that bitch up. Eat it like a goddamn hot dog. That's a champion in my book. Anyways, that's enough on avocado to- toast. I don't know how I got four or five minutes out of that shit. But, sip of coffee. Mm. Alright, so... This is going to be a quick podcast, which is fine with me. Movie review. Okay, I did watch one movie. I watched a... If you guys know who Sam Elliott, he's that banquet beer. He's like the coors, the banquet beer. He's the dude with the old school white hair and big old porn stash. And he was in a movie in 2018 called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then Bigfoot. It was a now speaking of avocado toast. This movie is the perfect example of that. It was a movie that could have been so much more. Where the characters, um, the actors were great. I love the acting in this movie, and I love all the backstory of it. But com- totally incomplete—a movie that could have been so much more, and sadly wasn't. A lot like Mac, a lot like the Max Payne movie with Mark Mark Wahlberg. But great acting: Caitlin Fitzgerald, Aiden Turner, Sam Elliott, Ron Livingston was in this movie. Larry Miller, who's awesome—he's a great comedian. They're all in this flick. Now it is. It's essentially the movie is called "The Man Who Killed Hitler" and then Bigfoot. I mean, a legendary American war veteran is recruited to hunt a mystic, a mythical creature. Simple as that. And uh, the the Hitler thing, they I don't know if they had enough budget to get to uh, show that in its entirety. It's basically just about a guy who is uh, coming toward the end of his life, and he's thinking about all his regrets the opportunities that were right at the tip of his fingers and he didn't take advantage of them and right now right now in my life i'm kind of i'm kind of having those same dilemmas or not dilemmas but those same thoughts although i'm definitely not towards the end of my life i got i got no real life insurance policy on me that's for sure but i was just thinking is like hmm opera wasted opportunities and sometimes opportunities um pass you by because you weren't impulsive. Not every opportunity is needs to be well thought through. Sometimes you just need to take advantage of the opportunity that will benefit you in the long run and you only have a short time a short amount of time to make a decision. That's it. And sometimes you just got to pounce. And he in this movie is having thoughts about he's maybe some PTSD, but he's having thoughts about the fact of he killed a man who started a Horrible, horrible war. But his code of conduct, his code of conduct lived on. Now, this movie obviously takes uh, historical uh, liberty with the facts, and then also the fact that, um, yeah, he he's in love with this girl, but then he gets deployed. He doesn't get a chance to propose. So that is like a theme where there's a lot of flashbacks, and it's kind of jumbled it's a movie that had a, a they could have just simplified it and focused a if while he was hunting for bigfoot because he was in this movie there's a cool uh a scene of him going into the fire to go after bigfoot and as crazy as the title is is basically the the whole premise of the movie him hunting bigfoot and then the guy who killed hitler if they would have tied them in, the scenes of him going after Hitler and the scenes of him going after Bigfoot, if they would have tied them together and cut and cut the scenes next to each other, this movie could have been something so much more. This is a movie that what probably had like a 5 million dollar production budget and as far as let's see, cumulative worldwide gross 3800 bucks. That's not good. As far as budget, I don't even know if it let's see, did it have a budget? not one that's been published it's 98 minutes it felt longer than that it definitely felt longer than that the and the, the reviews on it are very hit and miss some people really liked it but i just felt like it was a wasted opportunity for a movie that could have been so much bigger and i don't mean like uh transformers big although i think with a few more million, a few more dollars uh under the director's belt he could have made the scenes with hitler and that situation, uh, a lot more grandiose scale, and tying in the whole Bigfoot thing—literally, if you flashbacks of him going after, uh, going after old Adolf—and and while he's in the present fighting this mythical beast up north in Alberta, Canada, they would have tied those two together. This movie could have been something really, really good. And sadly, they just didn't deliver on it. I wanted to give it three stars just for its acting but the acting can't carry over to the fact that it just didn't deliver on the plot it was jumbled it was incomplete you wanted you didn't leave satisfied that's the whole goal of a movie you want to leave satiated or stuffed or overwhelmed and i left hungry i left hungry that's not what you want me yes that's not what you want from me when you're when i'm seeing one of your flicks i want to feel satiated i want to feel satisfied And that wasn't the case with this movie. So I sadly had to get it uh, on a five-star scale. I gave it two out of five stars. If you want to check it out for yourself, you can. Uh, What is it? So it's got a five points on IMDB because I don't do Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 5.6 out of 10, and I'm kind of on that boat as well. But if you want to check it out, it's on either Hulu or Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime for sure. But it's a 2018 flick starring Sam Elliott, uh, Larry Miller, Ron Livingston, and then a couple other Couple other uh, oh well I do want to mention Caitlyn Fitzgerald because Caitlyn Fitzgerald was the lady in the movie so anyways I do want to get to uh, what else we got here that's avocado toast yeah blah blah, blah resolved computer issues movie reviews I want to finish up with some left I got there was a couple uh, Q and A's that I wanted to get to there was one that really uh, let's see do I have it here here we go I didn't get to I, I had a pretty good podcast just a few days ago but there was a there was a Q and A in here that really did strike me as interesting, and let's we'll do two of them. Okay, we're going to do two of them, and then we're going to get out of here for the day. Okay. Also, if you want to support this podcast, go to sarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Also, if you want to check out the Robinhood app, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, new, rec- new recommendations of shares you should buy are coming up on uh, Wednesday's podcast. So, here we go. Finish up with two dig Q&As. Should I tell my best friend... What the fuck? Sorry about that. A little vibrating. Vibrate! Should I tell my best friend whom I last saw at her wedding that I'm in love with her? Until recently, I identified as a straight... What? Oh, I thought I read this right. Apparently not. Should I tell my best friend whom I saw last saw... Should I tell my childhood best friend, whom I last saw at her wedding, that I'm in love with her? Until recently, I identified as a straight woman and kind of just assumed that all women are secretly attached to women a bit, too. I've accepted that I'm actually bi. Well, good for you. And I really love the idea of dating a woman. Specifically, I want to date one woman. We'll call her Lucy. My childhood best friend. I realized I'm in love with her and have been dating, and I have been for a long time. Lucy is out as a lesbian, but was closeted through high school, though I knew she was attracted to women because I found out she had a, mas- a massive crush on me. I never, knew, I, knew, I never told her I knew, but I think I did take advantage of that a bit. I'd make out with her at parties for guys' attention, make out with her in private sometimes for fun, and then we went to college together and she finally came out as gay. We stayed incredibly close throughout college, occasionally hooking up and then never talking about it. We had a huge fight in the last year of college in which she accused me of using her and, ch- and said I was talking- taking advantage of her long-standing feelings for me by hooking up whenever I was down after a breakup. She wasn't 100% wrong, and we did make up after this fight. She wasn't 100% wrong. I think you were pretty wrong. We were never quite as close again afterwards, though I drifted away a lot when she moved out of the state to do her postgraduate degree. Fast forward three years later, and I'm still thinking about her every day. I've reached out, and we have been a very friendly catch-ups on social media, but I'm worried about pushing for more contact. Last time I saw her was at her wedding last autumn to a woman I can't stand who was visibly cruel towards me. I assume she knows something about mine and Lucy's past. I'm going to be in Lucy's city next week, Lucy city next month for work. Obviously, I suggested meeting up for coffee, and she's responded positively. Through her message implies her wife would be joining us. I don't want this blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, dude. Okay. All right, dude. First of all, okay. Yeah, I got to remember the fact that we're talking about a couple ladies. Um okay. I no. You're not going to go. You had your chances and you you and you used them up. You screwed up. You're going to have to accept this and move on. For the fact is, is this woman is married. Okay, she's married. Unhappily or happily, you're not going to say anything unless she asks you. Other than that, you're not. And you're not going to go and insert your vagine into this relationship because of your selfish feelings and thoughts. You can't do that. That's just not something – that's not what I would recommend for anybody to do. Okay, you can't – You cannot take your feelings no matter how real they are and insert them into somebody else's relationship because now you're going you're gonna, to, you're going to, you're going to, r- you're going to ruin. You could potentially ruin that relationship by putting those thoughts in other people's heads. And what if your relationship with her doesn't work out? Assuming that she wants to have a relationship with you to begin with, you go ahead and, and insert yourself into, into that situation, ruining that relationship, which could potentially be great. It could be terrible, doesn't matter it's not your place but if she asks you yes you can tell the truth yeah i i but you've you've had plenty of chances in college and you fucked it all up so what do we tell you you and you're not going to go ahead and like you said if the wife is going to be joining then yeah it's not your game it's not your game bro go find another console because you you had your chance you used her in college and that's it And you're gonna try again. And if you screw up this time, uh, that's pretty much all she wrote. And she's gonna hate you forever. So I would just advise you, sweetie, to just call it a day, move on to somebody else, or just take take some time to focus on you and other things. You say that you're in love with her, but I, there, like I said, there's always over, there's underlying factors in these in these Q and A's that they don't mention. And people need to focus on themselves more than this crush that they had back in the day. So my advice to you is don't fuck up this marriage. She just got married. You need to leave that. You need to let people that want to be happy and in love be happy and in love and leave them alone. So don't do it. Don't do it. Stay out of it. If she asks you, then you tell her. But that's it. But don't don't try to campaign for that for a possible relationship that could fail plus she's in another city don't do the long distance thing that doesn't work okay now i want to do one more and then we're gonna get out of here i did that one last week let's see quit smoking as a little before oh this one's great okay (laughs) this one is gonna end with a bang is my husband hiring sex workers in thailand my husband and I have been married 20 years. He is now on vacation in Thailand with his best buddy, without me again, for the third time in as many years. After doing some research, I have discovered that this place is a major sex tourism destination, also known as Sodom of the Sea. My husband says he stays away from all the hanky-panky and goes there only for the beach, the food, and the culture, and, quote, guy time with his best friend. My girlfriends all tell me I am foolish and naive. Am I? You are not naive at all. That is absolutely 100% true, Thailand is notorious for ladyboys, and I mean that. They're notorious for them. And you actually can't even tell the difference until they pull out their packages. It's absolutely, he's absolutely, he could go anywhere else in the world. Anywhere in the world, beautiful places. You're going to Thailand, you're going to smash some dude. That's the legit truth of it. Your husband is absolutely going there and blowing shit up, and it's not with you. Your husband is cheating on you. I cannot, I cannot emphasize it any more than that. He's gone over there for guy time. Well, he's going over there for guy time, but it's not with his buddies. Um, so, yeah, he is, it is true that he's going to Thailand. He is going there for uh, prostitution. For example, people don't go to Amsterdam to look at the sites. People go to Amsterdam to do drugs and bang chicks. That's the truth of it. That's what Amsterdam is for. People go to Las Vegas to gamble, and dudes go to Thailand to bang other dudes. That's the truth. Lady, I have news for you. Your husband is seeing other guys. Now, in Thailand, yes, they do have female prostitution as well, but for the most part, it doesn't really matter because you can't tell the difference there. There's, they got uh, The makeup there is pretty good. Um, so... I'm sorry to say it, but um, you need to start the divorce proceedings by the time he gets back. And I'm and yes, I I have no other evidence to go to. I have no other evidence to go on other than the fact that he's going to Thailand again, and he's going without you again, which means he's banging dudes in Thailand. Sorry, now there's anything wrong with banging dudes, but when you're married, then there's a problem. So yeah, your husband's cheating on you. I'm very sorry for your loss. But when he gets back, at least leave the ice cube trays and the home. You can take the couch, take the TV, take the dog, take the kids, um, take all that stuff, but at least leave him something to come home to. Just not you, okay? We were at 34 minutes. I'm done for the day. I, that was a, That was definitely a Sunday leftover if there ever wasn't one. And uh, if you want to support this podcast, go to positive sarcasm.com slash donate any amounts appreciated free stocks. You can go ahead. And check out the cash app link and the Robin Hood app link that I have for you there. Shout out to Pete's Coffee and uh, Dancing Lion on Elm Street. Uh, thank you to dig.com for the Q and A's. Uh, let's see. Man who killed uh, Hitler and then Bigfoot. Uh, what did I give it? Two out of five stars sorry. Go and check out my YouTube channels, Positive Sarcasm and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. Go hit me up on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm Positive underscore? Yeah, where I where I upload all of my clips from the podcast and then links to my articles and links to my YouTube videos. And then hit me up on Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm and Facebook.com slash Positive Sarcasm. I try to be as open and as communicable as possible, so feel free to hit me up with any needs. If you need posing music for bodybuilding or physique shows, hit me up directly, positive sarcasm at Alec.com, and go and check out my custom demos that I made for you uh and yeah go ahead and check out positive sarcasm.com i appreciate you guys every time that you come here and you offer your two cents or your simple comments or whatever have you this is a positive environment i enjoy doing these uh these weekly these bi these bi-weekly ramblings now it is pretty cool and uh until then i uh, stay tuned for more hot content hot content well more like lukewarm content hope you like the jacket by the way for those who are watching on the on the thingy thing anyways 35 minutes i'm done for the day time to hit up some music Find me on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, uh, CastBox. Pretty much anywhere on the internet you can find me, bros. And ladies, don't want to judge, whatever that means. Anyways, I'm on four hours of sleep. I've said enough. I will talk to you all next week. This is next week. I will talk to you all on Wednesday, streaming live from the Spare Parts Studios. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. Support this podcast go to positive sarcasm.com slash donate any amounts is appreciated once again positive sarcasm.com slash donate